Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nice to talk to you, Jordan. Yeah, back in the saddle. It's good to have you back. The uh, mm-hmm. the the episodes we recorded um, when you weren't here were just awful. Say. <laughs> <laughs> The guests were great. Uh, I just said uh, a lot. And, um, you know, I can't imagine anybody made it five minutes into those things. I'm just grateful anytime, uh, A, I don't have to host the show. I can just listen to it and enjoy it. And B, anytime I uh, go on the Maximum Fun Reddit and I click on an episode that I wasn't on and no one there is saying, thank God we're rid of Jesse. That is a win for me. That is like my top triumph i like the idea that there is someone who doesn't like i don't like i don't like the idea that someone doesn't like you but i like this fantasy person who doesn't like you but stays subscribed to the podcast for the one or two times a year when you aren't on it yeah well you know i mean they love those nasty ass seltzers (laughs) sure it's like that simpsons gag releases like why would they come to our concert just to boo us (laughs) although i feel like that about the internet sometimes like People who are like, fuck, fuck the DC movies. And like, when you went to see it, asshole, you'd come on. Anyway, <laughs> why don't go see it? I'm really on the wrong foot, Jordan, seltzer-wise. Speaking of seltzers. Yeah. I, I, here's my issue. Uh, my wife likes to have a portable seltzer. I have a seltzer machine. Yes. Uh, a soda stream. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, I, yeah, you know, uh, with seltzers were a topic uh, on one of our uh, Jesse List episodes. Danielle Radford is a big advocate of the like, I think she has a soda stream, but definitely personalizing her seltzer was a uh, was a big deal for her. Yeah, I think there's maybe there's something bad about soda stream, like possibly they're based in the occupied territories or something. But um, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, they're powered by blood diamonds, I hear. Without <laughs> That's what causes into... the bubbles. Without getting into the pluses and minuses of Zionism, uh, I will say that I do like <laughs> yeah, do- do- the Dr. Bronner's bottle will do that for you using my soda stream. But uh, we're going to run out of juice. And my wife also likes to have a portable uh, option. And so mm-hmm. we'll buy some seltzers at the store. And I want to be clear. I'm not one of these millennial new to seltzer. Oh, isn't this fun people? I've been drinking seltzer since I was a since I was a wee boy because my father is a recovering alcoholic and drank nothing but club soda all day. <laughs> so I've always been a big seltzer drinker. And here's my thing about seltzer, Jordan. Yes. The the seltzer boom in some ways has been great for the seltzer consumer. Mm-hmm. The past 5 to 7 years as LaCroix has become the nation's leading beverage brand, uh, is great, just as I'm sure it was nice for peach iced tea enthusiasts when the Snapple Lady was always on TV. Mm-hmm. And great for fans of uh, of uh, 120 calorie bottles of iced tea and uh, fun trivia facts. Exactly. Um, and uh, that's all wonderful. And I think it's the nice. That the facts are on the cap. I think it's nice that there's all these fancy seltzers around. However, sometimes I will say, and especially now when I don't always have my pick of grocery stores, uh, I become frustrated because I believe that a seltzer in a can costs 25 cents. That's like one of my core beliefs. I think if you're paying more than 25 cents for a can of seltzer, you're a chump. And (laughs) I hate being a chump, Jordan. You know that about me. Yeah. 
Oh, I thought, and, was, I thought you hated being a chimp. No, I love being a chimp. I'm a oh, chimp okay. secret agent like Lancelot Link. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I have really been stymied because the grocery store that is most available to me in these times in which we live is a, a store called Food for Less. And Food for Less is like a low-service discount grocer. It's a great grocery store. I love it. Uh, it's enormous, and uh, there's plenty of room in there. There's never a line. I love it. But the one thing is they only have one brand of seltzer. It's a fancy kind, and it costs like 65 cents a piece. And it mm. steams me every time just mm. because all my other groceries are $100. Is it an Arrowhead? What's the, what's the, call, call the brand out. Drag them. Drag them, King. It's some kind of organic Kroger brand. Food for Less is re- oh, corporately sure. related right. to Kroger. Sure. But they don't have... What I want so is the, what I'm the, the simple truth, probably right. Simple, I simple want, truth. Yeah, organic. something like that. Okay, I, I'll tell you what I want. Fucking Safeway Select. Safeway Select <laughs> oh, is yeah. what I want. Twenty-five cents. I just want a can that says Seltzer in big letters. How do you feel about a Target Good and Gather? I'd absolutely enjoy a Good and Gather. Jesse, I don't care. On. Listen, listen to this. That's a Good and Gather. God damn it. God damn it. Ooh, I've got a good and gather right here. I will say this, Jordan. About 10 days ago, I treated myself. I said, Jesse, you deserve some of the great treats that are only available at your local Trader Joe's store. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that Trader Joe's is cramped and typically has a very long line, I just got up. I got there at 840 in the morning for a nine o'clock opening, went in, took care of my shopping. They only had one type of seltzer, Jordan. Blueberry coconut, no, blueberry lemonade. Blueberry oh, lemonade yeah, was the flavor. Sure, I've had that. And it was, I I don't hate it. I mean, I think you were probably dropping more than twenty five cents on it, but uh, I kind of like the flavor. Well, Trader Joe's is impressively affordable as always. Mm-hmm. It's in those tall, skinny cans, which are a little fancy for me. I want it to come in a can that you know someone crossed out root beer and wrote seltzer underneath with a permanent marker, but. I have to say, I looked at that blueberry lemonade. I thought, well, that sucks. I don't want that. But it was the only kind of seltzer they had. So I just it bought weird, two It cases. is weirdly specific. You would think that the, the tra- Trader Joe's would would have basically nothing but seltzer fans that shop there. And the fact that they've gotten into the seltzer game is not surprising. But that being their one flavor is uh, is, is very out of left field. I, I like it. I think it's pretty good. But um, but yeah, the fact that they don't have just like a line is, uh, is strange. So I took it home, Jordan. I'm in love. Oh, you like the blueberry lemonade. I've got a new love. Sorry, my beautiful wife, Teresa. But I'm in love yeah. with blueberry lemonade seltzer now. Jesse, here's my question. You fucking yeah. that can? <laughs> yeah. Jesse, you fucking that can? You know how I do it. I put some wax lips on it so that it doesn't cut, you know? Huh. Uh, you know what? It's a pop top. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I can imagine how that works in my head. I can't quite picture it now, but I'll draw a diagram later. Okay. Should we introduce our guest? I would love to. Uh, she is uh, brilliantly talented, beautiful, hilarious, a charmer. A friend of ours, one of our all-time faves, a genuine movie star, the great Judy Greer. Hi, Judy. <gasps> Hi. 
What a lovely introduction and what a fun conversation to listen to before it. This is the positive um, attitude that we bring in a Judy Greer to engender. Judy, are you a are you a seltzer drinker? Do you have you jumped on the like trend of nothing but seltzer? I would like to think. Well, I'm not a nothing but seltzer girl. I'll be honest. I do have a soda stream, but I feel like I was in this so long ago that my soda stream is really ugly, and now they make really cool looking soda streams. And I feel like that's how long I've liked having a soda stream and having like fizzy water. But you have one of the old hand crank models. It's an old one, but I think I it was the last time I was on the show. Maybe were we talking about the suckiness of the coconut flavored Lacroix? That may oh, very is well that be. Yeah. You guys? It's a, it's yeah. We've we've been talking about seltzers have been one of our listen. Jordan Jesse Go is basically a reshuffling <laughs> of six different topics. Yeah, well, you got seltzer I Wario. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the second one, so I'm glad you had me on tonight. Um, <laughs> I can talk all night about seltzer. Yeah, I like seltzer. I think it's really great. Um, I think that we shouldn't be buying so many cans of it sure. when you can like make it in your house. It seems like that seems like a no brainer. And when my friend lived in Brooklyn recently, she had some delivery service that like delivered the old school, oh, wow. like glass bottles. Oh. And then she would use them and then put them out and the dude like picked it up. Like a milkman, but for seltzer? Like a seltzer man, there's a, a seltzer person. A seltzer person. There's a, yeah, let's I, let's not let's I, not gender the seltzer delivery person. I read a New York Times. I read a New York Times local color article about the seltzer man of Brooklyn, and I yeah, I was like, oh, okay, well, see you later, sunny skies. Uh, yeah, sold. It makes you like want to be around mosquitoes. Like imagine <laughs> in the like. Like just having that seltzer in those old, bo- I mean, it's just too much. It was so incredible and I can't stop thinking about it. And I don't know, you know, why that doesn't exist here. This seems like a place that would just like love that. This seems like something that someone on a, on a, on a, like a fixed gear bike with a, a fixie, a fixie yeah. with one of those suicidal tendencies, baseball hats that are flipped up. That's yeah. that's that's who should be delivering our seltzer here in LA, and like one of the like intense chains, like but thrown like over his shoulder, yes. like that's how yeah. he locks his bike up. Yeah. I used to see those guys like under bridges in Chicago, the bike messengers back in the day before email, and they were so cool. Yeah, those are cool dudes. Our friend Ben Harrison, uh, host of the Greatest Generation, uh, among other Max Fun podcasts. Once long ago was partners in a bitters company. He is no oh. he is no longer, and it was an acrimonious split, so I shan't be plugging <sighs> this bitters company. But when he was nope. when he was partners in this bitter company, one year at Christmas, my wife and I bought everyone bitters for Christmas. You know, like that kind of like Ooh. you're giving out Christmas cookies or something. We're like, we're going to buy sure. a couple of cases of bitters. And then we see somebody around the holidays, we'll bring them some of Ben Harrison's bitters. Now that was maybe eight or 10 years ago. And the leftovers from that round of bitters are now done. I'm at the end of my last jar of bitters that has my friend Ben Harrison's picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> and making uh, uh, making a fizz face or or stank face uh, we call it fizz face in the Bay Area, and um, uh, I often 
will accompany my plain seltzer with flavored bitters. Mm-hmm. But I didn't yeah. want to go to the liquor store, like the the big fancy liquor store, during the you know d- during the lockdown. I was safer at home, etc. I thought this is not We're worth still in it. Yeah, this is not worth a trip. So I said to myself, I'm going to go on eBay and see if I can buy bitters on eBay. <laughs> so I went on eBay and I bought what this bitters brand. Fee Brothers, which is one of the like three brands of bitters, they uh-huh. have they have like twenty flavors of bitters, and I just bought a box of all of them, <laughs> like because <gasps> it was by the time I paid the shipping, like the choice was either to pay like twenty dollars or forty dollars, right. and if I got forty, if I spent forty, then I'd have a dozen bottles of bitters, all different, and if I bought twenty, I'd have one. Are there any super unusual flavors in there? Aztec chocolate. Okay. What? I don't think I want that one. I'll take that. I mean, there's celery, which I think is useful in cocktails, but Ooh. not, I wouldn't necessarily choose to drink by itself. Is there, a, is there a cucumber one? There's a cucumber one. There's there's like a cherry. There's an, or there's a, so maybe like a, a, like a blood orange or something like that. I can't remember. There's a mint. I tried mint. Actually, Ooh. mint was pretty nice. What is bitters now that we're talking about it? It's poisonous plants. Oh. <laughs> Soaked in <Really>? alcohol. <laughs> Wait, is bitters alcohol? Yeah, it is it is alcoholic, but it is the, the you know, you use so little of it that it's legal to, you know, sell as food rather than as an alcoholic beverage. And how many like how do you just like do a little dash of it in your soda water? Exactly. Although it is also my like go to bar order because I don't drink. So if I'm at a bar, I'll, I'll order. A- that was kind of yeah. My question, like I thought, people who didn't drink could get have bitters. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's like the amount of it's the amount of alcohol that's in like cookie dough from the vanilla flavor. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Um and. Uh, at a bar once, someone served me a bitters and soda where the bitters was basically the amount of bitters that would be the, like, <laughs> liquor in a cocktail. Oh, my God. Like, two ounces of bitters? <laughs> like, like, an extraordinary volume of bitters. And... It was the most difficult thing to drink. And it was just regular Angostura bitters, which, you know, are like root flavored. Yeah. And it was brutal. It was brutal. And now I'm a, I think he, it was like a bartender who was mad at me for not drinking. That's all I can guess. (laughs) Was it in Los Angeles? Yeah. Here in sunny Southern, Southern California. And why didn't you tell him that that was unacceptable? Because I'm not in a position to do that. I'm a guest in the bar. <laughs> he's, he's, okay. He is doing you a favor by taking your money. Yeah. He probably had an armband and facial hair that made him intimidating. Yeah. But not even taking that much money because, like, how much do you have to pay for a bitters and soda? I guess if he's filling so much, he probably did charge you, like, for that is something. They have these fancy mocktails at my local bar that's since closed. But before everything it closed. But I was sort of like annoyed that the mocktails cost the same as the fancy cocktails. Yeah, I'm fine with it. You are? I think with those with those mocktails, you are like 
you're they're going overboard on the garnish. It seems like when those those <laughs> you know like craft mocktails always have like the smoking sprig of rosemary. Like... Yeah, and like a whole fruit salad around the edge. Right. I'm right, always great. Right. I, Judy, honestly, like as a non-drinker, if I'm at a restaurant or a bar that serves yeah. a fancy non-alcoholic drink. You're so happy. Which is a thing that has only existed for five years. Like only yeah. since the, maybe 10 years, only in the bare Edison bulb era of <laughs> bars and restaurants has- That we're back to. <laughs> yeah, has fancy alcoholic drink uh, been available. Fancy non-alcoholic drink been available. I'm so okay, grateful okay. for it every time. I would pay any amount. If they told me $14, I'd gladly pay yeah. it. And here's the other thing. When you order, take it from me, a person who's ordered many, you know, ginger ale and bitters or bitters and soda or plain seltzer with a twist of limes at bars. You never know what they're going to charge you. They could literally charge you any amount of money. I've been charged nothing. I've been charged $8. Like anywhere in there, you're just rolling the fucking dice and you know it's not up on the menu board or whatever, you know? Right. Like they just make it up on the spot. Do you ever get fake beer if they have it? Do you like that? No, I think you have to like, you have to teach yourself to like oh. beer anyway. So if you've never yeah. taught yourself to like beer, teaching yourself to like non alcoholic beer is way more trouble than it's worth. I hear that. Okay. I do sometimes uh, eat a loaf of bread. <laughs> uh, and how much do they charge for that? Yeah, well, you never know. Yeah, depends. depends on the it place. Depends. Yeah. It really depends. Yeah. Uh, Judy, you were uh, doing the rounds promoting a uh, a pretty terrific movie that I got to watch uh, uh, an advance oh. of. Um, it is called Thank Good you. Boy. It is going to be on Hulu very soon. Uh, it, it is, is a it is a horror movie about a killer service dog. Sweet. Uh-huh. Who, yeah. I will say in this movie, wears many pairs of fetching jammies. Yes, he does. Um, there were so many. The wardrobe trailer had so many cute, like our little racks I thought were really adorable. Like they had my <laughs> rack, which is just regular lady clothes. And then they had Chico's rack. But like every once in a while, you could see that they like had taken some material that they like they bought like a couple shirts and i would wear one shirt and then they would take the shirt apart and like make little jammies for chico out of the Could you do you guys have matching jammies at various points in the film yes 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 which i think is important and i'm like working on for my own dog in my own real life <laughs> yeah. yeah i, I mean that's actually... a key part of cinema anybody who's gone to usc yeah, yeah, yeah. knows that, that was... kurosawa pioneered the technique of <laughs> <laughs> having the dog and the star wear matching jammies. Yeah, that's in a lot of film school classes. And also one of the reasons ultimately I decided to do the project yeah. was I was promised that I would be in matching jammies as my co-star, Chico. I mean, I think the the French New Wave, you know, really taught us a lot. <laughs> and I think, you know, one of those things, Maison Sen, dog mm-hmm. jammies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen, Jordan, have you seen Dog Jammies, Mon Ami? <laughs> love that movie beautiful yeah, i mean that's movie. why it's why i subscribe to the criterion channel <laughs> uh judy it, it, judy i was actually wondering while watching this is you and you kind of answered i was wondering is judy greer a dog person irl Ugh, why 
That stands for yes. <laughs> I <have> dogs. <laughs> I love dogs. Um, I try hard to love cats. I really love dogs. I have a dog. I've always had a dog. I want all people to have dogs. I want to rescue all the dogs. Um, I want all the dogs to have homes. I want all the dogs to be spayed and neutered. I want I want so many things for dogs, but yes. T- tell us Why? about your dog that you want to make jammies for. Well, my current dog, uh, her name is Mary Richards. Um, <laughs> and... She is sitting next to me. Seems like that would be a senator's name. <laughs> <laughs> or the greatest character in TV history. Who's that? I don't know the reference. Mary Richards? Yeah. She was Mary Tyler Moore's character in the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh. Um, her name is Mary Richards. And, you know, this was like way back when uh, she, her character, the character of Mary Richards, was like meant to get married. She was engaged and she changed her mind at the last second and decided, no, I'm going to move to Minneapolis and uh, pursue my career and not just become a wife and a mom. And she did. And it was like groundbreaking and trailblazing and all of those things for the time. And the show itself is really good. And I love it. And I got this little dog. Um, Judy, she was supposed uh, to, I was supposed to, my dog is named Ed Asner. Shut up. Because he does a lot of theater <laughs> cruises. <laughs> no, my dog's not really. You're joking. <laughs> well, I did kind of like, um, I did kind of want to get another dog and name it after another one of the characters from the show. But, um, I could have like a little Rhoda or something, but anyway, um, you know, this dog, uh, this dog, I was meant to be fostering her to find her a new home. And then I think like, um, in the twilight books, we imprinted on each other, like, uh, Bella does like the werewolves do with someone. And, um, anyway, so yeah, we couldn't, we had to be together. Uh, I had her for like two weeks before the big adoption event I was supposed to take her to was on a Saturday and like Friday morning, my husband was at work and I like called him sobbing at his office. I was like, I can't quit her. And so <laughs> we kept her and adopted her. And then she doesn't like when I talk about this. So I'm going to cover her ears right now because she's here next to me. But oh she sort of um, changed a lot wow. once the paper once the paperwork was was signed. Um, she started not being uh, as into anyone but me as she was in the beginning, and there was a lot of aggression um, and like. She was especially not into my husband at night, specifically in bed. And oh wow! He, so he would get like he, sleep attacks. He said it was like being in bed with a cobra, and <laughs> wow! And sometimes she would she would hide under the bed, and when he would walk from the bathroom to the bed at night, she would nip at his ankles. And then I started making sure she was on the bed and then she would like kind of lunge at him. I thought for a while of trying to find maybe a used pair of like high, like falconer's gloves or something that he could sleep in. Just hanging outside a red fair until someone throws a pair in, a, in the garbage. Who hasn't, who hasn't bought their husband falconer's gloves to wear in bed? It's honestly, I think it's like year five of like, you know, the wedding presents you're supposed right. to like anniversary mm-hmm. presents is Falconer's gloves. That's not a bad idea about the Ren Fair, by the way, because I used to hang outside outside the tennis courts by the tennis club um, to get tennis balls for my other dog. So, you know, I could see some Falconer's gloves being like thrown over a hedge that 
I could see happening. My wife and I, my wife and I were uh, in therapy because we just weren't as intimate as we once were, and the therapist suggested we try getting some falconer's gloves. Mm. A little outside my comfort zone, but um, I feel like you should get a new therapist. That is so weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read I, uh, my my uh, I read about it in my favorite book, um, Thirty Shades of Grey, number three. <laughs> Whatever the third one is called. Good pull. Thank you. So they use falconer's gloves in those. I didn't know that. Yeah, really, yeah. really hot. I mean, I, I mean, I am my my wife and I. Um, I'm not married. Please just go with this. My wife and I, we were having some problems, and and, and again, and I think the ren fear keeps coming up because our sure. therapist told us to just um, eat giant turkey legs in front of each other. Oh, Wow. I mean, I'm. I I think I'm doing marriage all wrong, you guys. I think. <laughs> isn't there like a sex Ren Fair? Isn't there a new kind of offshoot? Yeah, it's called the Ren Fair. Oh. <laughs> wait, hold, wait, hold on. You, yeah. So wait, tell what? us about what you've heard. <laughs> I thought I saw a billboard for like a sen- like a more sensual Renaissance festival, like a. Do you guys have computers in front of you? Can you look this up? I'm gonna type in. I'm gonna type in sensual Ren Fair. Or like a Jordan, I open say, an incognito window. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, the uh, search is already autofilling for some reason. <laughs> Wonder why that is. <laughs> Weird. Um, um, I, I actually, Judy, I think I maybe know what you're talking about. There yeah. is a there, uh, like Hollywood and Highland, right? But yeah. right, if you're getting on the 101, there, yeah. there's a there's a Ren Fair billboard that goes up every year. And I will say yeah. that I, I, I have not been moved by any of the like pandemic advertising that's been going on. Like we're here for you, like in these times, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did get oh. kind of moved. Because the Ren Fair billboard that is there every year, I mean, obviously they canceled the Ren Fair this year. Fuck. And they still put up the billboard oh. and it says next year at our place. And it has two <laughs> very hunky nights uh, of different Ooh. races. And I think that's a beautiful message now. Yeah. It just says, Art thou horny? Art thou. No, I think it's called the Pleasure Fair. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's what it was, right? The Pleasure Fair. Yes. Um, and I thought that was really beautiful. I I I I, I thanked the Red Fair um, in my mind for that beautiful moment. And yes, I I hope to experience the pleasure soon. We have to engage with these moments of grace. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Are we doing that um, now? Yeah, I'm feeling <laughs> extremely graceful. Mm, let's just take a minute. Hold on. I'm going to take another sip of my good and gather. <laughs> Mm, store brand. Yeah, guys, give me a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch another episode of Grace Under Fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's my moment of grace. Did you? Uh, doesn't it make you a little like burpy when you have the seltzer and then you do a, a radio? Like, do the talk to each other or no? I let it out slow and easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I did make a mistake. I usually don't don't have uh, any kind of carbonated beverage before we go on, but um, it just happened to be on the coffee table, so uh, I'm taking my chances. All right, that's cool. I respect that. Thank you. Your respect means a lot. He's just trying to live his life, Judy. God, I know. I, I I don't know why I even worry about it. You guys are professionals. I also <laughs> have also, you know, you said the word acrimonious 
a while ago. And that's one of those words to me that always seems like it should mean a good thing. Mm-hmm. We should put in a petition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think because of, it sounds like matrimony, but that can for some mean a very bad thing. But I don't know. It does seem like how someone would like you would welcome someone in Deadwood or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how perhaps how you would welcome someone to a sensual ren fair. <laughs> you would welcome them acrimoniously. Have you met our daddy knights of many races? <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes think I I like the idea of changing the meaning of this word. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good project for us. Everybody needs a project. Some people are working on their sourdough starters. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good project for us. Um, and I think we can take inspiration from like, uh, in the 19th century, there were these spelling reformers oh, who, who made, who were mad because English spelling doesn't make any sense and like changed a bunch of words, spellings to like many of the American spellings that are different from British spellings are because of these spelling reformers. But like they... They just like made a list of words they thought should be spelled better and then got them changed. That could be us. That could be us. Mm. You're in Jurassic World, Judy. We can make this happen. I'm on national public radio. Jordan knows all about lore from Soul Calibur, Dark Souls. Dark Souls, that, that's the lore I'm into. I'm sure Soul Calibur has an interesting lore. I'm sure Voldo has a fun backstory. But uh, I, don't, I don't know it. I don't, I don't like 3D fighters. I think they're is too this, mashy. This is real lore that you're talking about? Uh, no, I think Jesse's just making fun of me for having a few accomplishments. One of them being uh, uh, spending a lot of time with YouTube videos that explain uh, obtuse video game stories. Oh. Jordan, you are, though, our connection to the Writers Guild, which seems like it would be the natural organizing yes! center for this. Oh, sure. Yeah, I could, uh, I could bring it up at the next meeting. Can we change some other things, too, while we're at it? Yeah, yes. what do you got? Sure, yeah, I'll make a look here. I'm going to open up a note. I'm going to open up my notes app. Here we go. Notes app open. Well, I don't know if you can help as much with the other things I want to change. Okay. Uh, what do you What do you got? Maybe Maybe we can. I have a lot of connections. Okay, it's easier to show this in person. But you know in baseball when they say um, you're out and they like make the fist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't that seem like that should be the fist making is more of like a yes, you made it, you're safe. And then when they put their, you know, they do the like their hands, they wipe, like they do that big sign with their hands, like the safe sign in baseball. Doesn't that look more like a nope, nope. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's a mixed message. What about this for an out? Judy, let me know. And again, I can, I can, I can clear this uh, at the next Writers Guild meeting with uh, President David Goodman, good, um, head writer of the Orville, I think. Really? Um, yeah. So I think have a instead of you know the fist for out, yeah. it's a kind of a sassy finger wag, a la <laughs> no, no, no. I love that. No, no, no. I love that. No, no, no. <laughs> My- Try. I'm into this. I mean, yeah. I find that. I'm also happy to just switch them around. Yeah, just kind of inter- just switch, swap those two. Yeah. 
uh, I think it would confuse everyone but me, but um, uh, yeah. I just like when I started getting into baseball, I could never remember why, like when people were sad when he would slide into the base. And I was like, but he just said, yes, you nailed it. Yes. <laughs> but then, yeah. So I had to really. Yeah. Now I'm imagining you celebrating various, like when you got into your college of choice or oh. whatever, celebrating <laughs> it by jerking your thumb over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we covered that. Yeah. These are going to be some really, there's going to be some really fun changes. Yeah. This is going to be, this is going to be a challenge, but you know where we're going to have to take this. I think we're going to have to start at the bottom. We're going to have to take it to umpire school. Mm. Okay. Sure. There's, there's umpire schools where, you know, hundreds and hundreds of umpires would be umpires get together and they really sort the wheat from the chaff. Jesse, are mm. you, I know you don't, did you, are you sure you're okay with going to an umpire school? Don't you hate being an ump? <laughs> oh you okay you hate being a chump uh let's take a quick break we'll come back in just a second with more of jordan jesse go Hey, I'm Jared Hill, co-host of the brand new Maximum Fun podcast, Fan Time. And I'm Travel Anderson. I'm the other more fabulous co-host. And the reason you really should be tuning in. I feel the nausea rising. To be Fan is to be a big fan of something, but also have some challenging or anti-feelings toward it. Kind of like Kanye. We're all fans of Kanye. He's a musical genius, but like, you know. He thinks slavery is a choice. Or like the real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I love the drama, but do I want to see black women fighting each other on screen? Ew, too. We're tackling all of those complex and complicated conversations about the people, places, and things that we love. Even though they may not love us back. Fanti, Maximum Fun, Podcast. Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow, the cover. We've got a new champion! We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast, oh yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, woke discussions, man, and jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices, myself excluded. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Judy Greer, who loves beer. <laughs> it rhymes. Love I it. know. You didn't tell me it had to rhyme, but I thought it might impress you. It did. Yes, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by a rhyme. Look, <laughs> I'm. I was already on your team. Of course, we're we've bound together to change the meaning of the word acrimony. <laughs> no, we're doing it. <laughs> I think if we got Jordan, if we got our friend Helen Zaltzman from the Allusionist, mm-hmm. she's a language influencer, isn't she? I mean, if 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 we know anyone who we could label a language influencer, Helen Zaltzman is probably the one. She did a TED talk about it. There you go. 
Yeah. Our friend Helen did a TED Talk. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I would first like to start with a poll to find out if people feel like that word sounds wrong. Okay. Let's do that's it. Let's a, put it up. We can have Brian do. We'll put okay. it up. We'll we'll put up two things on the Jordan Jesse Go Facebook page. We'll put up the trailer for Judy Greer's <gasps> delightful new movie, Good Boy. Thank you. And a poll if people are kind of bugged by what acrimonious means and they think that we should change it. Yeah. I I have a question for you about Good Boy, Judy. Yes. Had you done horror before? Why, yes, I have. I was in a film called Halloween, which was a reboot of the famous franchise 40 years ago starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Columbus Day. No. No? Halloween. Uh. People ask me, by the way, people do ask me, uh, when's it coming out? And I don't answer. I just (laughs) stare at them. Um, I was in a remake of the film Carrie. I was in a Wes Craven vehicle. Um, I like to say vehicle when I'm referring to a super famous director, um, because mm-hmm. like he didn't need it. Obviously, he that was called Cursed. That was a flop, if I may say so. It's too bad. It really had a lot of potential. I don't know what happened. Oh, I saw Cursed. Cursed is pretty good. I liked it. Um, I got to play a werewolf in it, which is amazing. I also was in a movie called Stricken a hundred years ago. It was one of my first acting jobs. I doubt anyone's ever seen it or ever could. That was a horror film. But I'm really starting to uh, truly embrace the genre, especially like the genre of horror comedy. I think that is right up my alley. And um, I hope I get to do more of them because it's really, really fun. It does get sticky. Fake blood is really sticky. That's another thing. If you have any sort of like, um, you know, sensitive, like, uh, like sensitivities to stickiness or, or that it's not going to be great for you, but otherwise it's awesome. What are they using for fake blood these days? It depends. There's, it depends on like what you're using it for. If you're like, if they're painting, if they're putting blood on my face, cause I like had a thing happen to me, but like it's a couple scenes later, they'll definitely just use like makeup and then they sort of dab on, um, this, like a, like a fake blood. It's basically like something that they buy at the store. But if it's just like buckets of blood, then they make it. I don't know how they make it. We had blood buckets on Halloween and that's where they're just like dump. Like we had a blood bucket. We would just like dunk our hands in or if something needed to be really bloody, you just like dunk it in. But that doesn't last that long. It kind of gets, it kind of starts to separate quickly. So you want to like dunk and shoot quickly. (laughs) But it's less expensive, so that's why um, we use the good stuff like on our faces, and then the dunking blood is yeah. Uh, I I thought that that Halloween movie, uh, the Halloween reboot was was terrific. I really really oh, enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, and I but I was a little personally inf- offended about how the uh, uh, two murders that I think you're supposed to cheer for are uh, annoying podcasters. <laughs> you didn't like that uh, you know it just made me feel like perhaps the culture was coming for us <laughs> i did go to a party once uh i went to a party sarah silverman I, I don't know i haven't been invited in a while so maybe she just stopped inviting me but she used to host a party in the summer and there was a big sign outside of the last one I went to that said no podcast solicitation, <laughs> <laughs> which was the best. Yeah. Like oftentimes there's like no pictures, please don't use your phones while you're in here. But that was like, yeah, that's funny to me. 
then they were killed in the movie. That is hilarious. You're right. Sorry about that. Wasn't up to me. No, yeah. I mean, you didn't write Danny McBride wrote it, so I'm going to take it up with him. Yeah, do it. Uh, Judy, have you ever worn, like, uh, creature makeup? Oh, yes. Um, Well, interestingly, that movie Cursed I told you about, the Wes Craven one, um, so that's a werewolf movie, and I'm, I'm going to spoil it right now, but it's fine. Whatever. It was years ago. If you haven't seen it, sorry. But I am, it's a werewolf movie, and you find out I am the werewolf. Well, one of the great things about this movie, what was supposed to be so great, is that uh, Wes Craven got Rick Baker to agree to do a werewolf transformation makeup on me, a la, like, a werewolf in London, like he did, that made him so famous all those years ago. So we were going to do this like practical werewolf transformation using werewolf makeup. And since I'm a woman, we were like, you know, it was like a female werewolf. So there was a like a whole new element to it. And, and then I don't really know what happened. That's for gossip. There was a bit of a falling out between some of the higher ups, I was told, and Rick Baker dropped out of the movie. And so they ended up doing it like CGI instead. But before that happened, you know, I've been talking a long time to get to this point. I did a test makeup at Rick Baker's studio in the Valley with his assistant who just won an Academy Award. I forget for which movie. Um, And they turned me into a werewolf using makeup. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Wow. It was so cool. Do you have like a, uh, like a VHS tape of it that you could play at Christmas or something. I know that's how long ago it was. Um, there is a laser disc that we, no, I'm kidding. I, there, <laughs> there, there, someone has something of it, but it was way before all that. Not that they would have even let me take pictures of it anyway, but it was incredible. And I know that there's pictures of it somewhere. I was so sad that we weren't going to do it that way. Also, by the way, it's like, cheating. It's so easy to act when you look like that. I had to basically do my transformation on set in like a very bright green unitard. Like I've never felt so stupid in my whole life. But then after that, I did motion capture for Planet of the Apes. But yes, so I did this really cool werewolf makeup. The only thing that was funny, I remember because it was a six hour makeup I brought in back in the day. I had like the CDs of David Sedaris reading his books, like the audiobooks. <laughs> sure. And then I like brought in like, I had like all the CDs of him because I wanted to listen to him while they did my makeup. But the, like, he's so funny that I kept laughing really hard and they had to eventually stop it because they were like, we're just getting to a point where you can't be laughing anymore when we're doing your makeup. It's <laughs> listen like, to these Gore Vidal books on yeah. tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I listened to Gore Vidal and it was great. <laughs> the makeup looked amazing. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was was cool that's that's and then and it did suck that i had to do this like huge transformation in a green unitard although that's now like i said already motion capture i guess i'm used to it it just at the time would have been really cool to do it with like practical makeup and to work with rick baker who like is a legend what acting job judy have you not had i was not in any yet of the star wars movies i don't think you you know they put amy sedaris in the mandalorian i think you could I think you could get in there. You could I'm not put, it put, out. put in some calls. Put in some calls. Hey, hey, a- hey, <laughs> hey, Taika Waititi. I know you're listening. Oh, I oh think you. I think you're making a Star Wars movie. Get get Greer in there. Should love to be the. How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about a droid part? Yeah, whatever. Totally. Okay. 
Yes. They would do it with a mocap suit. Great. I would be okay with that now because I did it for Planet of the Apes and like, I, I'm like, I get it now. Also, it's different when you're having to wear the green suit and the gray suit. The gray suit is like way more forgiving. The green suit is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the it. kind of show business <laughs> insider information that people come <laughs> to Jordan Ooh. Jesse go for. Yeah. yeah, it's better to wear the gray suit. It's more forgiving. I should. I'm wearing the green suit right now. I should have known. I was just looking at what a chub dub I looked like. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just not that flattering. It's so stretchy and tight and shiny. You just want the gray suit because, you know, it's almost like wearing a scuba suit. So it does hold you in a little bit this, better. This is so weird. We may have Brian edit this out because this is the exact same conversation we had last week with Andy Circus. Shut up! <laughs> He's my hero. Andy Circus, I love you. Well, when something momentous happens to you, like you get to go to Rick... Uh, what's, what's the creature guy? Rick... Uh, Rick Baker. Rick Baker. I, wanted, I was trying to say Rick Davis. London. Yeah, the, the legendary effects yes. guy, Rick Baker. Yes. Uh, uh, in in the Valley, specifically. I'm glad that you added that specific. <laughs> That's where all that that's where all that shit happens. <laughs> Not in Whittier. No. In the valley, like in Glendale. Where do you think this was? Pico Rivera? No, <laughs> it's in the valley. It's on the valley. City of industry people? No. Give me a break, Altadina. <laughs> you wish. So, <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> hey Altadina, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey Costa Mesa pound sand you'll never get a famous makeup studio (laughs) it's gonna be in the valley baby Rick Baker (laughs) come on I got to go to the I went to the valley and I I went to a Jim Henson warehouse where they stored all the old fraggles That's there you go it's out there in the valley true story out there in the valley Jordan Jordan got to go to the valley to the Jim Henson warehouse. Jack off on a fraggle. Oh, oh, oh. Congratulations, my friend. Jack off on a fraggle. I jacked off on the dad from Dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not the mama. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, what else are you going to yell when you're blasting on the dad from the dinosaurs? Wearing a set of falconer's gloves that you got in therapy with your wife. I mean, honestly, guys. Bring it all back around. <laughs> the prestige. Uh, anyway, momentous occasions, blah, 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 206-984-4-FUN, or send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here's our first call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. I'm going to guess <laughs> Travis McElroy. Huh. I have a momentous occasion. My name is Bailey. And I just posted my first horny fan fiction on the internet. Fuck yeah. um, I've never posted fan fiction on the internet before, and I've never posted anything um, this horny on the internet before. I posted it on my Tumblr and on AO3. It is also fan fiction based on a visual novel, which is one of the worst silliest kinds of fan fiction and i'm real proud of it and like three people have liked it on my tumblr so anyway hard as a rock wet as a river oh i love you guys and i'm real proud of myself okay cool bye we're proud of you too yeah you posted on tumblr no shit wow (laughs) 
Tumblr. <laughs> is that still so? Tumblr's still horny. Yes. Uh, Judy, you've been many beloved characters over the years. Have you seen like fan art or fan fiction of a character you've played? Yes, I have. Uh, some of it is disturbing, uh, very disturbing. Um, one person drew the most beautiful picture I've ever seen, but then it got, probably shouldn't even say this. It's somehow this person sent it to my actual house. I don't know how they got my address. So I couldn't even post it or anything. Cause like if something comes to my house, I throw it out. I mean, I open it to see if there's money in it or anything, but then I throw it out <laughs> and like, yeah, it might be, it's your birthday. Your auntie might've sent a card. Right. Or if they did like a self-addressed stamped envelope, I'll just put like a different address on it and send it to one of my friends because like they shouldn't be sending things to my house. I'm just kidding. Sure. I've never done that. I just thought of doing that now. And it's a really good fucking idea because then I wouldn't be wasting stamps. I could like send my grandma like a bunch of cool headshots of myself. Anyway, um, <laughs> using someone else's money. But, See you at Christmas, Judy. Like normally that would be, <laughs> this is what I still look like. I swear. Mm. Um, I normally would uh, post something that beautiful on a social media platform, but I couldn't, but it was really great. I get a little jelly sometimes. There seems to be, I don't know if you're familiar with Archer, a lot more Pam tattoos than Carol, Cheryl, Charlene tattoos. And like, Mm -hmm. and so when we go to cons and stuff and I meet fans, there's like people, I feel like Pam tattoos really lend themselves to the back of the calf. I've seen a lot of that. Ah. And, um, so that makes me jealous when I'm like, I can't believe someone's like, not tattooing my character, but I don't know. Pam is pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Okay, fine. I have a Pam tattoo. Okay. I didn't want to say it. But I... There are no Pam tattoos in my family. Uh, okay. But there is a Ooh. tattoo style Cheryl shirt in my family that belongs to my wife. Okay. I'll take it. Now, she also has a Pam one. I'm not going to lie. She's got two. But Amber Nash deserves the shine as well. She does. And by the way, I'm happy to be in the same – I'm happy that, like, she has both of us. I just sometimes – I'm not going to lie. I get a little jealous when there's, like, so many Pams out there all dressed up and then, like – if you're Hey, if you're out there and you're an archer, let's see those tunt tats. Tag us. Tag us in your (laughs) tunt tats. Oh, my God. Hashtag hashtag tunt tunt tats. tats. (gasps) Oh, Lucky's going to be really excited about this development when I tell him later. (laughs) Archer's good. Yeah, Archer's the best. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm very uncomfortable with my uh, romantic interest in uh, those cartoon characters. It makes me very uncomfortable. That's something I never thought I would experience. Uh, Don't like it. Uh, But it's funny enough that I still watch. Thank you. It's the only show you watch wearing your falconer's gloves, right? (laughs) That and The Week with George Stephanopoulos. Those are the only two shows that he watches while he's wearing his his falconer's gloves. Judy, put the falconer's gloves on for the news hour. (laughs) Stephanopoulos, you Greek god. (laughs) He just gets handsomer. I don't understand it. He does, it. yeah. He's like Steve Martin. <laughs> Judy, if you could write if you could write horny fanfic about any fictional property in the world, what horny fanfic would you write? Oh boy. Uh, 
fictional property, horny fanfic. I mean, I guess I would maybe, I think I might circle back to the Mary Tyler Moore show. Does that count? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, we've I all been horny for Asner. Sure. Right? You mentioned Twilight earlier. The only oh, Twilight. Isn't that in and of itself horny fanfic? I think it I think it basically is. But I I the only Twilight thing that I've ever experienced was I watched on YouTube one of the Twilight movies has a vampire baseball scene. Uh that's yeah. very very beloved among baseball fans for being the most absurd presentation of baseball on film ever. Uh including yeah. that one orangutan movie with uh Jason Alexander. Um <laughs> you know and- what? Speaking of football, um, I recently watched, I rewatched MASH. Uh-huh. The movie? Why is there like a, yeah. Why is there like a full length football game in the middle of that movie? Like, is that new for like a new release or something? Like, I don't remember there no, being like. No, that's a- always been in there. That's Robert Altman's specialty is he weaves those stories together along with some really long, boring stuff. <laughs> I remember my dad was a big like Bond fan and like sat me down to like, oh, now you're going to see a real movie. And like we watched GoldenEye and like they just play a full game of golf in that. In GoldenEye? Uh, Yeah. Oh, no, not GoldenEye. I'm sorry. Um, Gosh, what's the what's the most beloved Bond movie? Goldfinger? Oh, one of those. Yeah, Goldfinger. Was that? Yeah. Is that that Austin Powers? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's Goldmember. (laughs) Gold member. Okay, there you uh, go. Gold and one of the is, one of the okay. Sean Connery bonds. They they, they just play, play a whole full game, game of, of golf. golf. And I'm like, it's 1992. I've seen Van Damme movies. This fucking sucks. Like what? <laughs> Why are they playing a whole game of golf? I think it was a time when you know, like nowadays in those Bond movies, all the like cars and clothes and watches and all that Bond crap. It's all like licensing deals. Sure. But at the time, it was just like, you know, his his clothes were made by, I don't remember who, Norton and Sons or something on Savile Row. But it was just because mm. that was who made Sean Connery's clothes. Mm. And I think that probably this is the same thing. Like Sean Connery said, I want to play golf now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they had all the cameras set up. So they're like, all right. We got to do what he says. Yeah. I've recently worked with an actor who wanted a new tuxedo. So he pitched a scene in our TV show where he would be wearing a tuxedo so that he could get a new tuxedo. Wow. Hell yeah. That's a power move. That's what, when I hosted a television show many years ago, I got paid $300 an episode. <laughs> I'm and, so sorry. And so they, they were like, they were like, we're so, it was, you know, it was fun. It was fine. I, $300 counted to me at the time. So I was glad to have the job, but I was getting my $300 an episode. We'd shoot two back to back. So I'd get $600 and they would feel bad that they were only giving me $600. I'm like, well, I'm still getting paid $600 for three hours work, you know? But like the one, the one inducement they gave me, they were like, our wardrobe budget is a hundred dollars per episode. We can just give you that hundred dollars if we don't have to buy any clothes for you. And I oh. was like, that was, that was it. I bought a nice, uh, I bought myself a nice piece of Filson luggage with that money. Filson is lovely. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
Good stuff. That's how you, you got a scheme. You got a scheme. I always steal my bras and underwears and socks. <laughs> I do sometimes take those home. Cause also like, they're not going to be wanting to put that on other actors. I know they're just going to be discarded or burnt or something, right? Or hung on the wall at Planet Hollywood, <laughs> where the stars eat. <laughs> is there still a Planet Hollywood that was? I bet there's one in like Dubai. All my oh, underwear is up at the All Star Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine's let's take another call. <laughs> okay, good. I don't want to say where mine is. <laughs> Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> I learned. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and August, James, Arthur. Close. First Good off, day. thanks so much for your podcast. I am a new Jordan, Jesse goer, and I'm delighted how this show makes me feel like I have loving friends in my ears. Oh. So thank you. But I'm actually calling with a momentous occasion. I was out for my daily quarantine walk. I was actually listening to this show when I was compelled to pause the show because I heard singing. So I turned around and saw a man on a bicycle pedaling in my direction. He looked around 70, 75-ish. He was extremely svelte, fully clad, head to toe in that sleek, tight, what's it called, like spandex cycler gear. And he was singing, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm gonna Mm. let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. So, with everything going on in the world, that, that man singing made my day shinier and more momentous than... I had never hoped for. Um, okay, bye. I love you. Aww. Love you too. These moments of grace. It's the moments of grace we were talking about. It's why right. It's why when things get tough for me, I just lean on Brett Butler. Brett Butler. <laughs> I am so fascinated by people who know other people's ages so definitively. Uh, uh, we have an unusual thing in my neighborhood that I've noticed on my fucking dumb little bullshit walks that you have to take every week do you know about these walks judy the government has us making taking these little walks this is something jordan pointed out to you you think this is a government thing continue yeah fucking fauci's riding my ass dude take your walk Ooh, you gotta walk around. Ooh, you walk, do it every night and that's fun that's just there's what fun is now walks the government wants us to take it's like hey i'm my own man thank you are you I've read newsletters, okay? <laughs> I know things. You can tell me to take a fucking walk, but you know what? At the end of the day, I go on the little fucking walk. Government told me to. I'm a rule follower. Do you go on your walk by yourself? I just go on a little fucking walk. You know, I'll take my dog or my kids or whatever. You know, I, just I mean, yeah, like, weren't you walking your dog anyway? I'm so confused by the people who are walking now. And they're like, I take a walk every day. I'm like, didn't you always? Here's the thing, Judy. The, these days, so previously, a lot of people were walking their dogs. A lot of people were walking for health. Now the fucking government says, you got to take a little fucking walk every day. So they've changed. They've taken over our walks. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking... Something I've seen on my dumb little bullshit walk in my neighborhood, we have, and this, 
and I've 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 had to 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 gawk at this person because I I can't believe it. And I, I'm pretty sure I don't think he's a mirage. We have a juggle hunk. There is a guy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There is a guy who goes out on his lawn and juggles. Who is now, Jordan, a fucking you know, stunning you know, hunk? You know how I feel about circus <laughs> skills, Jordan. I I, I feel the same way. We went to the same college and were subjected to the same fucking unicycle riding <laughs> devil sticks enthusiasts. This right because when you think juggler, you're like okay, like dirty ponytail, like weird strappy sandals with socks, juggler, right? This fucking juggler is uh, he, uh, he okay so hot. he looks like his name should be Torstein or Sven. He was like a like a like a like a 9 foot sweet like a beautiful knight from Game of Thrones who just happens to be juggling and every time I walk by he's like hey neighbor and it's so fucking hot and I'm <gasps> like what's that why why are you good at juggling and also like a nice handsome guy? Does he say hey neighbor out he loud? He does say hey neighbor and it's so nice and I love it. It makes my goddamn Does he have an accent? No, he does not have an I mean in my brain it's hello neighbor. It's like right. a it's like a like Teutonic. He thing. sounds like someone that could like build himself a house. Yeah. yeah. Or at least a yurt. A yurt. Totally. Nothing yeah. makes me madder than a person with circus skills who's getting me horny. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like it. Really, nothing. It, it is such an affront. So, with all such... the unrest that's happening currently. <laughs> with, with... As a public radio host, I'm not allowed to speak publicly about the uh, unrest, but I may, oh, uh, my opinions about it, but I may, I, I, and I may get fired simply for saying the truth about sexual circus skills. Okay. But the reality is it's an affront it is an affront to to me and what I believe in. It is disgusting when someone is doing trapeze or whatever, and you accidentally notice that they're attractive because you're trying to shun them in that time for having circus skills. But like, okay, so this is something my therapist would say to me. I'm you in this situation, okay? I'm like, and then they're fucking juggling and they're hot and yada, yada. And my therapist would be like, okay, well, like, how often does this happen? Like, how often do you see people doing circus skills? Are you familiar with a circus called Cirque du Soleil? Then why are you going to Cirque du Soleil? (laughs) Because I'm a contemporary American. Sometimes your aunt is in town. And you got a taper. And it's majestic. We know a guy who's in Cirque du Soleil. He used to be in a sketch comedy group we used to do shows with called 10 West, a brilliant, amazing sketch comedy group. <laughs> and uh, he's a wonderful man. His name's John Monastero. God bless him. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. But I resent his circus skills. He's good looking, too. He's a looker. They, they have a whole Cirque du Soleil just to make me horny and mad. Huh. It's in Las Vegas. It's called Hornet or something. Le Hornet. <laughs> no, it's not that one. And they all wear those. They wear those unitards. But I think I haven't seen the show, but I think they it's just the unitards. But they cut out the nips and the cooch. 
area or dong area? Really? Um, I saw uh, like more, it was sort of like a Cirque meets burlesque show and it was mm-hmm. fabulous. That sounds yeah, pretty I good. Think that would that would be a pretty good show. And mm. and everyone was very attractive and there was circus skills. The girl who I'm friends with, Angel Perino, she's a real life showgirl and she tap danced inside of a giant lady-sized balloon wow. with tassels on her nipples. That's you know, genuinely impressive. I It was. You know, Jesse, I think I think what I think what I'm seeing here is yeah. that Judy has a really circus positive attitude yeah. and you and i seem to have a lot of shame around the circus <laughs> yeah that's true and i think that once we realize that you know maybe what the culture tells us isn't always true um we'll be a lot more happy and a lot more comfortable being our true selves so i just want to take <gasps> a minute and acknowledge that the circus can be sexy i have an idea I have an idea. What's your idea? I, I don't. Do I need to wait till the minute is over? Uh, no. no you can do now. Okay. I I yield is my your, time to Judy Greer. No. Is okay. your idea that we should whisper from now on because that's a good idea? It's fun. <laughs> well, I just didn't want to get in trouble because I know we were taking a minute. Oh, that's okay. I was just that was like a figurative thing. Okay. Um, you guys, I feel like maybe you might need to have one of these sexy circus performers on the show. Yeah. Well, we have had we have had sexy circus performer Matt Ricardo on the program before. He's the one circus performer we've ever had on our show. Isn't that, isn't that true? Have we ever had any other circus performers or people with circus skills, Jordan? Boy, I don't think so. We had that uh, sexual hypnotist that one time. Oh yeah, we did. That was awesome. We could have sometime. We could have my uh, high school physical theater teacher Jeff Raz. Uh huh. No, Judy, he was a professional I mean- clown. I think you're right. I think we need to... Was con- he sexy? Uh, he's, like, he's not a bad-looking man. Okay. I think you're right. I think we need to confront this prejudice head-on. Yes. And I think that, Jesse, I think that once we kind of meet and talk to a sexy circus performer and learn that they're not that different from you and me, we can start <laughs> mm-hmm. to live our truth. Trying to build bridges. Do you guys ever do live shows? Because that might be a good opportunity to have this guest on. That would be, yes, we, you know, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we, uh, you know, obviously we're not, we're not, we're not playing out these days, but once, once it is safe to congregate Uh, again, uh, yeah, Judy Greer, if if the next show in LA we do, we will come to you for sexy circus contacts. Yeah. When that happens. Yeah. I mean, that was the exact context where the erotic hypnotist came on our show. We'll do, and we'll get Angel Perino to come. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, w- I would love that. I think our, our uh, I think our audience would love that. And um, and if it's anything like the sexual hypnotist, she can make men bring us McFlurries. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Actually happened. Oh, I forgot that she made somebody made her slave bring us McFlurries. <laughs> that was great. That was good. Man, McFlurries are good. Yeah, I like Blizzard's best. Yeah, they're way better. The, the ice cream. Oh, the Blizzard is from Dairy Queen. Yeah, I like. I mean, I'm never going to be mad at an Oreo cookie either. Yeah, Flor- McFlurry no. or Blizzard. No, I'm going to say Blizzard, Twister, McFlurry, but I'm not going to turn any of them away, especially no. when a sexual hypnotist <laughs> forces <laughs> a sub to bring it. <laughs> 
Wait, like, wait, do you guys know that like all over Manhattan, I mean, maybe not right this second, but like before the, like, let's just say last year, there was like men locked up and tied down and like, like dominatrixes have offices everywhere. Oh yeah. And, and, and I didn't know this. Even in the Valley? They don't have offices in the Valley. They don't need to, but like they, but like there could just be like a man like with a gag in his mouth, like in a cage in an office building and like Burbank potentially, which yeah. Okay. That's the Valley. So yeah. Yeah, like if you just see like the husk of a closed down Toys R Us and you're like, oh, shame Toys R Us went out of business. I wonder what's going to be there. It's probably already a dungeon. Yeah. Man, I read I read just recently, uh, I, I cracked open, Judd Apatow edited a book of like his favorite short stories called I Found This Funny. And most of them are not funny. It's a real, it's a real kick in the pants if you're looking for only <laughs> funny things. Uh, but one of the ones that is really funny is past Jordan Jesse Go guest Jonathan Ames uh, wrote a piece about being like I think he's like home from college in New Jersey, uh, and he has a no. It was when he was it was like he had he has a kid who he had very early in life like when he was like nineteen or twenty, and his kid was like four. He was he and his kid were staying with his mom in New Jersey, and he was supposed to meet his mom and the kid at the uh, at the beach that afternoon after a morning of writing in the library. But when he was in the library, he opened the newspaper, saw a local classified ad for uh, an independent dominatrix, and just called her Ooh. on a whim. And uh, uh, it is the most delightful fucking thing in the history of the world. I mean, everything about Jonathan Ames is delightful. He's a delightful man. But uh, it, it was a real hoot and a half to hear about this, like, uh, uh, ex-urban... Uh, you know, maybe suburban, but I think exurban, sort of rural New Jersey, uh, Jersey Shore dominatrix who Ooh. aspired to open an office in New York City. It was, it's just a delight. It is a delightful story. Recommended. Did he take his child? No, no. He, he meets his child at the beach later. <laughs> oh. I'm very curious. Thanks for this. I'm going to check it out for sure. And I think this is, I mean, this is a really good this is a really good time to, you know, just kind of take a, a minute to appreciate your local independent dominatrix. Independent yes. dominatrix. Thank you. Support. And I know people are talking Indeed. about, you know, now like support, you know, independent restaurants, you know, support your indie bookstores. Indie bookstores. Sure. They need you now more than ever. But what about your yes. indie doms? Yeah. Why not your get dominated dom over the too. phone? Sure. Why not oh, yeah. get fin-dommed? fin That's financial domination. We learned about this from the erotic oh. hypnotist. <laughs> I'm going to have to look at that show in the history. Uh, yeah, sure. That's, that's like where, where you give... It. That's where you, like, give your... <laughs> give your dominatrix all your passwords. <laughs> really? Yeah. And they lock you out of your life? They, like... They, well, they, like, just take withdrawals from your bank account whenever they want. Oh! <gasps> I want to be a dominatrix. <laughs> I know. Don't we all? But wait, isn't that called stealing or no? 
I think it. I think it is technically called stealing. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Judy, but please, I beg you, remain independent. Don't sign up with one <laughs> of the big corporate dungeons. I'm not. Uh, no, you're right. Nobody needs another Mick flailing. <laughs> I only like to be dominated with discarded McDonald's wrappers. <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me, I'm I'm more of a Foster's Freeze guy. But to each their own. I just think the ice cream is better. <laughs> We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris Boy Detective. Judy Greer, who is here? Ugh, another solid no, really solid no i hate no, myself. This is really I hate good. myself i hate myself judy what a what a joy it is to have you on the program <laughs> it's always nice to talk to you i hope that i i hope that in these difficult times you're keeping up with your uh fitness trampoline <gasps> yeah dude Every day. I can't get enough. I'm still obsessed with it. I'm staring at it right now. Yes! I'm in, I, by the way, I have two of them now. In case anyone wants to come over and do it with me, I have a second one because it's so fucking fun. This sounds like, I mean, this sounds like, this sounds like another great act for our, our impending live show that's going to happen. As soon as it's safe to, yeah. to, 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 to congregate LA live show with, um, uh, 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 a sexy circus performer. Yes, and Judy Greer trampoline fitness on my trampoline. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you asked. I'm telling you, the videos just get better and better. I feel like I'm getting better and better. Um, I'm still not comfortable totally um, trampolining and jumping up and down in a circle, but I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> it's so fun, and I believe it's keeping me healthy. Uh. Judy Greer, uh, the new movie is on Hulu, right? Yeah, it's um, it's there's a the t the series, the Umbrella series is called Into the Dark, and and they are they each episode they have an episode once a month, and it's always tied into a holiday in that month, and they're kind of evergreen. They're standalone episodes, basically like TV movies that um. You can watch, and ours is for National Pet Appreciation Day. It's called Good Boy, and it is about a single woman who hates her life and gets an emotional support animal that supports her a little too much. But that sounded sexy. But it is sexy because I'm in it, and I'm so sexy. Ugh. Uh, and I mean, I mean, the 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 sexiness of the cast doesn't just stop at you. There's also some great performances in this thing by oh. Maria Conchita Alonso yes. and Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Steve Gutenberg is funny. He's yeah. funny. He's really good in this. Is he still super yoked? He was super yoked for a while. You know, I didn't see him without his clothes on. Um, he seemed <laughs> confident physically. So yeah. I. He's probably he's probably yoked. Yeah, I hope he is. Gutenberg's I hope yoked. he is for his sake. I'm gonna Jordan. Take a note. Uh, Gutenberg's yoked. <laughs> I I closed the notes app, so I'll, I'll try oh, to remember. Okay. Open it back up. Uh, Judy, I will. I I want to wholeheartedly recommend that our uh, our audience check this out. I thought it was so delightful. It's so cool. It's so funny. Legit scares. It's definitely like like if you like if you like a Gremlins, if you like a Slither, if you like a funny horror movie, this is this this is perfect. I I I, I couldn't have enjoyed myself more. Thank you. 
I'm too scared of horror movies, so I'm just going to watch this YouTube show that I found where a guy walks around New York and he points out cars that he thinks are neat. <laughs> is is that the show my dad is doing? Because I feel like that, he wouldn't even <laughs> use the word neat. He would be so good on that show. <laughs> Um, I, I just want to say, uh, uh, Judy, thank you for being, thank you for being such a delight. I knew you would. It's, uh, <laughs> one of the reasons, one of the reasons I, I'm here and, uh, 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 things have been super, super tough in my family, uh, lately health wise. Um, uh, the toughest basically that they, that they've ever been in my entire life. No one has COVID. Um, but uh, I uh, I want to thank Jordan and Brian for uh, filling in for me and for being such great friends and uh, and I just I want to say like uh, I it may be that the that these situations might keep me out of the show uh, at some point in the future we'll just see how it goes but I it means a lot to me to and it meant a lot to me to have this to look forward to doing it's it's uh, uh, if people out there enjoy listening to it just know that it's like. It's it's one of the great pleasures of my life to do and um, to get to to get to talk to my friends that I love. So um, oh, we're glad you're back, uh, so buddy. Thanks, guys. We, yeah. we missed you. The listeners missed you. We're glad you're back goofing around, having some fun, getting your mind off some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, our producer, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez, um, uh, Judy Greer, our guest on this week's program. You can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com, where you can chat about this week's episode. You can also like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris and at Jesse Thorne, uh, where I posted a link to the uh, YouTube show where the guy uh, wanders around New York and then points at a car and thinks it's neat. <laughs> Uh, uh, I've also been watching the 1989 National League Championship Series, Aww. so that's that's where I'm at emotionally. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my bandwidth right now. Um, uh, and uh, thanks thanks everybody out there. A lot of a lot of folks said nice things to me. If you're out there and you're hearing this now, you're uh, freed of the responsibility to say anything uh, nice to me. Many nice things have been said. Uh, but, uh, thanks, thanks everybody. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be back and happy to be on the show. So, uh, you guys are, you guys are the greatest. It is a, it's a real honor and a pleasure to do the show with you and to do the show for you addressing my friends, Brian and Jordan addressing our friends, the listeners <laughs> leaving out Judy. Hello. Don't like her. <laughs> Not, that's about it. her. I thought it was delightful. Too much trampoline talk. <laughs> I brought it up. I okay. thought it was a great amount of trampoline talk. Judy, you're the best. Show us those yes. tunt tats. Show us those oh, tramp tats. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh. Okay. I like I like tramp, these ideas. A tramp stamp doesn't just have to be a lower back tat. It can be a oh. tattoo of a trampoline. Dude. That's so crazy. we're are we also accepting uh, tattoos of Charlie Chaplin's signature character, the tramp? <laughs> <laughs> No, the dictator only. Okay. <laughs> great dictator. I don't know. Yeah, the great Who dictator. Cares? You're on it. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you guys next time on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.